Hey guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of Astros Baseball. On this episode, we are going to talk about the Lone Star Series between the Astros and the Rangers. But before we do this, we have to say happy birthday, Tom. Tom, what's up, birthday boy? Good evening, Rob. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, thank you. Today is indeed my birthday. I had a steak, a a 14-ounce Fort Worth ribeye from uh, Texas Roadhouse. Ooh. You know, I had to have those rolls. Had, had an amazing meal. Had a great day. The only thing that would have made it better is if the Astros could have got the win this evening. I won't dig too deep in it because we're going to break it down. It was not great, but overall, the series went well. Let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. Also, we got two guys coming back. They came back today. And again, we'll get to that later. So, Jordan. And now two of you are back, folks. They are back. But that is game three. So let's start with game one. Brandon Belak. Top of the first. There's so much scoring in this uh, series. Jung had a two-run homer. We're down two to zero. Bottom of the first. Abreu walks with the bases loaded. Dubon scores. Two to one. And then Chaz McCormick, who's been so hot, had a double. Bregman and Tucker came in. Three to two Astros. Jeremy Pena grounded out. Abreu scored from third. The Astros up four to two. And, buddy, that is a great way to start the Lone Star Series. It really was. I think early on we felt like Brandon Belak was not going to be really good. He struggled early. His pitch count got really high. Uh, he really battled to get through four and two-thirds. But the offense picked him up and kind of bailed him out a little bit. Uh Credit to those guys. They really battled and made it really tough on a t on, on a pitcher that has had some success against the Astros in John Gray. So a great start to the series. Great job by, you know, the offense getting to that magic number of four. We talk about that number all the time. If the Astros can get to four, you feel really good about their chances. Yeah. So top of the second, Rangers added a run on a fielding error by Abreu. That made it four to three. Janikowski had an RBI single, and we are tied. Nathan, is it Low or Low? Which one of these guys is it? I can never. It's Low. Okay, Nathan Low had an RBI single. Five to four, Texas. That's nine runs in this game in the first two innings alone. Uh, top of the fourth, Smith had a solo home run, and Texas is up six to four. But the Astros would come back. Bregman scores on a Chaz sack fly, six to five. And your boy, Yiner Diaz, sack fly. Tucker comes in 6-6. Six to six. We are tied after five. Yeah, this game was kind of the the letdown game. You felt like the uh, you felt like you were going to get Jordan back. And when he didn't show up, you know, people were frustrated. They didn't know if the offense was going to be good enough. You know, this was such an important series. And all it did was come out and score, you know, early and often. Uh, the, only, the only problem was, is again, uh, we didn't get the... Uh, we didn't get the pitching that we thought we'd get. Yeah. So it's tied, and then we go to the seventh. The Rangers score with the bases loaded walk again. That's seven to six. And they do that twice in a row, eight to six, and Tavares had a sack fly. We are down nine to six, but we go to the bottom of the seventh. An amazing, amazing moment in time <laughs> for the Astros. Chaz McCormick, I spoke about him already in this game. The guy's been, as you say, white hot. 
three-run bomb, and we are tied at nine. Yeah, unbelievable stuff. Obviously, this guy has been so good for the Astros for the better part of the month, right? And you you almost kind of wonder how much more he can do. Where Where's the ceiling? You know, is this where he's at? Will he regress? And all he does is answer the bell. That was a big moment in the game. You kind of felt like once they got up by those three runs, you didn't know if the Astros had a comeback in them. And uh, they didn't want to stay any time. So Presley shuts him down in the top of the ninth, and then Yiner Diaz, RBI single. That makes it 10-9, to nine, and that's final. There was a call at the plate, was challenged but upheld, and the Astros win. I think that was Tucker, right? Tucker slid into home, uh, or a questionable send because it wasn't very hardly hit. Uh, it was in the shallow right field. But uh, as, as Blummer and TK had pointed out, the only guy that had a really serious arm was the center fielder, so both of the corners you could probably take advantage of. And uh, it was a close play at the plate with a, with a relay, but replay would show that uh, Tucker got in in time. A great job by Yiner. I don't think enough of this was made, you know, post-game, Twitter. Uh, uh, it was an 0-2 count that he was able to get a pitch and drive the other way to, if, if nothing else, move the runners. So for him to get a base hit and actually, you know, hit the walk off, I thought that was awesome. You know, for his confidence, for the Strohs, you know, outlasting this Ranger club that just didn't want to quit. They were they were gonna they were gonna battle the entire time. Credit to them too. Yeah, I think the game. You know, your pitching stats are gonna be good, but when you face the Rangers, they have a lot of firepower. I think their catcher, the All Star catchers, he has amazing stats, and the guy's batting like seventh, so they're pretty stacked even with uh, some of the guys they have out. Uh, Belak, four and two-thirds innings, six hits, six runs. Only three of them were earned. He had four walks, which isn't good, and five strikeouts. He gave up two home runs. Mashinsky inning in a third. He had three strikeouts. Good job by him. Maton, no innings, two hits, three runs, and two walks. Pretty bad outing by Phil Maton, bud. Yeah, I, I feel bad, like, Mayton's been so good all season, but I feel like he gets, I mean, the bullpen in general, it's, it's really, what have you done for me lately? And if it, and if that night you're not good, they're, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to dump on you a little bit. So as good as Phil has been, you know, I saw some people a little upset with, you know, his performance, the last couple of performances. And I got to feel like this guy's gassed. I feel like, you know, they've asked him to do a whole lot and he just didn't have it. I mean, if you watch the game, his command was off. He was at a hard time locating, and that the Rangers were good. They were smart. They were like, all right, we're going to make you throw strikes. We're going to get into hitters' counts, and then we're going to take advantage if you come in the zone, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah, he faced four batters, walked two of them, gave up two hits. Stanek gave up a walk, Abreu a hit and a strikeout. Presley a hit and a strikeout, and he picks up the win. He's 3-2 and two with a 2.78 ERA. Before I forget, hopefully I don't forget this. I don't. I, I was going to talk about it at the end. But we have a special guest coming up, and it is Jan Presley. It is Ryan Presley's mother. So we're probably going to record that on Sunday, and we'll release it probably Wednesday or Tuesday, trying to s spread these shows out. But Jan Presley, you could be a fan, you could not. I don't know. we got to figure out what to ask her. But anyway. Let's move on. Chaz, two for three, six RBIs. 
Alex Bregman, three for five. He scored twice. Diaz had two RBIs. Martin Maldonado, one for four. The Astros, 10 runs on nine hits, three for seven with runners in scoring position. And they left nine on base. A lot, a lot of offense. And then we go to Tuesday. The guy who I feel right now is pitching better than anyone in the rotation, J.P. France. Yeah, I have to agree. The numbers bear it out. He's been incredible on the road. I think the the home starts have been uh, not as great, but obviously he looks like a guy that can come in and uh, really provide a great performance to kind of save some of the bullpen because the game one, they, they definitely needed all their arms. All right, so bottom of the second, Chaz added again with an RBI double, brought in Bregman. One to zero. Jolks had a sack fly. Abreu came in. The Astros start off good. Two to zero. In the sixth inning, Texas scored on a fielding error. It was two to one. Bottom of the sixth, Kyle Tucker, 18th homer of the year. We're up three to one. And then the bottom of the seventh, Martin Maldonado hits a home run. I thought I wrote how many he had. I think he has like seven, maybe six or seven, maybe eight. Yeah. And the Astros go up four to one. And then Ryan Presley gives up a two run shot, I believe to Garver. And that's four to three. And that is your final score. It definitely got a little hairy towards the end. Obviously you, you hope that when you bring in press that it's, you know, 10 pitches of, you know, good morning, good afternoon, good night, but it's not always that way. And luckily the Astros offense is just enough to make sure that he had just enough cushion to be able to not have his best stuff and still get the save and the Astros still get the win. JP seven innings, five hits, only one run, two walks, three strikeouts, picks up the win six and three. His ERA is two eighty seven. Like, let me see what Framber's is. Framber's is actually <laughs> over three now. So I think yeah. he has the best ERA on the on the squad. So, I mean, what I said earlier, I'm going to stick with it. Naris, two hits and a walk, no run. Presley, two hits and a two-run homer. But he picks up save number 24. Kyle Tucker, yeah. two for four. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to agree. Uh, that's a big save number. I can't remember where that is, but I got to believe it's top five in, in uh, the American League, maybe in the major league in saves. Yeah, 30 saves is a pretty decent number, and he's already got 24 with plenty of games left. Tucker, two for four with a homer. Abreu went two for four, and Chaz, one for four with an RBI. Martin Maldonado, two for three with a home run and a double. The Astros scored four runs on eight hits, one for eight with runners in scoring position, and they left five on base. So, a lot of offense in game one. Great pitching by J.P. France in game two. We take it to the Rangers, two games to zero. Going into game three, Framber, the best pitcher, Jordan, Altuve. Every, I mean, your expectations are just so high, and it, it feels so good to have these guys back. Yeah, if you're on social media, if you're on Twitter, there was a buzz. I mean, everybody had been waiting for this day to see the team kind of made whole. Uh, like we've talked about it at length, you know, Jordan and Jose Altuve have played 13 games together. Well, 14 counting this evening, but I mean, in an entire season, Jose Altuve has been out a third of the season at 60 games. Like 
it's just amazing what they're able to do considering. So you felt like you withstood all of that to get to this point, to be able to say, all right, the big boys are back in the lineup. You know, when the lineup came out, I mean, top to bottom, you just kind of went, wow. You know, it's nice to see all those names. It's nice to see all that thump. And uh, it was exciting. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see Pena in the two hole. Was he in the two hole? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see that. But because he was in the two hole, you go all the way down to eight. And and it's like the old days, like one through eight and then Maldi. It's like a flashback. But anyway, we're going to talk about this game tonight right after this. We'll be right back with more Astros baseball. All right, we're back. And so is Jordan and Altuve. I was so pumped. But let me tell you this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this game differently. For Amber, three and two-thirds innings. Eight hits, six runs, two walks, one strikeout, two home runs. Jordan, one for two with a walk. Altuve, 0 for three. What were your expectations for these guys? I was kind of surprised Altuve came back with no rehab stint. It, it's really interesting with Altuve because he definitely has ascended past even Dusty's rules for engagement, right? Dusty came out on, on, a, on a pregame, I want to say yesterday, yesterday or the day before. I can't remember. A lot of those things kind of run together. And I want to say it was it was Robert Ford that it was doing the interview on the radio. And he basically said, you know, when I get a guy that said he's coming back off injury and he says, I'm ready to go. I give him a day off immediately. And the reason for that is because they're got all this momentum, you know, all this adrenaline. They're all they're all hyped up to play. Right. Well, the last thing I want is them to go out there, overdo it and then re-injure themselves. So I always give them a day to kind of like level them out. So he did that with Jordan. And keep in mind, Jordan had a minor league stint. Not a long one, but still, he he had three games with, you know, Sugarland. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like he was just coming in cold turkey. Altuve, on the other hand, took however many BPs he took. I think it was two or three with the guys. Came out of BP, said, I feel good. I'm ready to go. Was interviewed, told them, I'm good. I'm ready to go. But it's Dusty's call. And then got thrown in the lineup immediately. So yeah. all the rules that Dusty said he had for guys coming off the injury – Went right out the right out the the book with yeah Jose Altuve right out the window. They were Thank saying you. like all along, and what I was thinking is Jordan's going to come back, and a week later, when when Jordan joins the Astros, that's when uh, Altuve would go do a rehab. And it made sense, right? I mean, send Corpus because they're here, kind of like what they did with uh, Jose Arquiti, keeping them close to home. If he plays one game and he's good, all right, fine, we throw him back in. But I think that the idea was always going to be to have these guys for the Rangers series. And I feel like maybe they smelt blood in the water. Well, here's an opportunity. We got it. We got the first two. Let's get this third one and let's use all our horses to get it done. Yeah, I was pumped for this game. I was like, so weep city. You got, like I said, Framber, Altuve, Jordan. You spoke about the lineup as like, wow, this lineup is stacked. And it started out great. Alex Bregman, three-run home run. We're up three to zero. And then Lowe had a home run, two-run shot. Tavares, RBI single. They tied it up in the fourth. Simeon, 
a three-run homer in the fourth. They take the lead six to three. I'm just going to breeze through this. Top of the fifth, Huff had a home run, seven to three. Another RBI single, eight to three. A walk with the bases loaded, nine to three. And then Garcia had a grand slam. And then there was a little bit of base. I don't even understand what happened. I mean, I can tell you. Okay, yeah, that's what. That's why I wanted to go through this and let you speak about uh, the situation at home plate. So, if you go back, so obviously Rob is referring to the the benches clearing scuffle, if you will, that happened. I believe that was the sixth inning, seventh inning. Um, basically, Adolis Garcia hits a it's a grand slam. Fifth inning. Fifth inning. I'm sorry, Adolis Garcia hits a grand slam. And then Martin Maldonado gets into it with Simeon, who was on base, and then Adolis, who had who had scored. But what you have to do is you have to go back to where Simeon hits the the the, the bomb, because at some point in there, Simeon and Maldi started John a little bit. So Simeon hits the bomb. He starts John at Framber. Maldi starts John at Simeon. He comes around there. There's a, there's a, there's a stare comes around. He gets the home home plate. There's more kind of, you know, jawing back and forth between Maldi and Simeon. Simeon, something's there. And, and I think it has to do with Jordan got hit. So then Simeon got hit. Mm-hmm. So he took issue with it because they retaliated and used him. And um, so then the grand slam happens and he's still John. Which, if if he wants to be, in my opinion, if Simeon wants to be upset with somebody, he probably needs to be upset with Andrew Heaney, who hit Jordan and then went up and in to Jordan the second at bat. So that's twice he went after him. And, it, you know, the signal was sent back like, hey, if you're going to come after my guy, I'm going to defend my guy. And that's why Simeon took issue with it. And it's like, look. This is baseball policing itself. This has been going on for hundreds of years or whatever. Like this is not new. So I think that it, that I guess it could have been handled better, but Heaney was the guy that initiated all of this and the Astros were tired of, of, you know, getting thrown at. So they sent something across the bow going, look, we'll come back at you. Yeah. When I said, I didn't know what happened. I kind of meant like they didn't even really fight. It was just all talking. And it wow. just makes me laugh when everybody clears the benches just to stand there and do nothing. But, yeah, that's what it was. I mean, they hit Jordan. And even the second time, I thought they actually hit him. And I'm like, wow, they hit him two times. But I guess they didn't. And then when they nailed Simeon, I was like, wow. Like, Framber actually nailed this guy to pay these dudes back. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, it just all unraveled from there. Uh, Simeon got booted. And Maldonado got booted. And, uh it's 13 to three. We go from three to zero. We give up 13 straight runs, but in the bottom of the ninth, Yiner had a two run homer, and that made it 13 to five. A little bit more respectable. Magic Man. I've, <laughs> I can't remember who it was. I can't remember who it was they hung out to dry. They're like, here you go. I don't care what happens. He threw a lot of pitches, six hits, seven runs, gave up two homers. Wow, they they left the magic man out there, buddy. I don't think they left him out there intentionally. I think it just all happened really fast. Yeah. I think they were trying to get length out of him. 
because his pitch count wasn't incredibly high and everybody else, they had shown the graphic of who had pitched when, and he had the fewest pitches on the, on the, in the bullpen. So it made sense. But at the same time, the, the, the Texas Rangers just, you know, smelled blood and they were, they were all over him. I mean, he didn't pitch. I don't think he pitched terrible, but every mistake they hit. Yeah. And it was like, uh, last year he came in and got a strikeout. And then they bring him back in the next inning, I believe. Montero, Mashinsky, and Stanek. No runs allowed. Good job by those guys. Jeremy Pena, two for four. Bregman, two for three with three RBIs. And then Yiner Diaz had that two-run homer. Five runs on six hits. Texas had 17 hits. 13 runs. Wow. So Texas, 60-43. and 43. Astros, 58-54. We are now two games behind. So the way you got to look at this, folks, no matter how bad today was, we are closer to first place than we were before the series started, and we won the series. We have bragging rights. We played each other, and we won. If you have a Texas Rangers fan as a friend, you you won the series. All they can say is we're still in first. That's all they got. You can say we won. Absolutely. Um, the bigger thing for me – Obviously, yes, you want to win all the series. And, and I tweeted out, you know, that's 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 the goal. Going in, the goal was to win the series. Sweep would have been fantastic. And after the first inning, I guarantee you there wasn't a person in Houston going, ah, <laughs> we got this sweep, baby. But alas, Texas put up a fight. Give them credit. They 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 were not gonna go down easy. They're I don't think they're going away. And um the Astros are gonna have to take it from them. Now, that being said the bigger picture that I want a lot of people to understand is that with this series, the Astros have to win one more game to win the season series. And if there was a tie, that would be a tiebreaker. So I think that's a great spot to be in. They have one series in September in Arlington and uh, it may matter. It may not, but if it does, the Astros really just need one game to have the tiebreaker. So the Astros are off Thursday, then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they play the Tampa Bay Rays. Friday is Javier against McClanahan. This dude is 11-1 and with a 2.89 ERA Saturday. Hunter Brown against Bradley, who is 5-6 with a 5.30 ERA. And then Sunday's Brandon Belak against Glasnow, who is 4-3 with a 3.36 ERA. So let me tell you this about survivor you're 18 and you're 19 and 7 i'm 15 and 11 your last pick won my last pick lost that's 25 there's five left you're up by four none of my teams i don't i don't have anybody to pick so i'd have to take the loss get rid of one of my guys so i'll just do it now you win <laughs> Thank you, sir. I appreciate I'm, it. I'm not going to catch you. I can't even pick a team. I got to take the L. I'm done. <laughs> Survivor's over, folks. Tom's your champ. <laughs> we'll do it again. Hopefully, we can get it. We can incorporate, you know, some of the listeners. I think yeah. that'd be really cool if we can try to get it together where we have, you know, uh, a pick them with everybody included and uh, we're able to go against you guys. Yeah, I was wondering how hard it would be if we just did the next 30 days. 
and you try mm-hmm. to maneuver them around and you know i don't know that'd be pretty tough but i mean we wouldn't start tomorrow because that's a lot of work but anyway <laughs> it is time it is time for everyone's favorite segment and that is players of the series Oof. we will do pitcher we will do position player and we will do the coach rose winner the coveted coach rose winner so let's start with pitcher guaranteed i think we're gonna get two out of three okay i really do <laughs> okay the <laughs> okay i'll save i'll save what i'm gonna say for later after it happens all right so who's your pitcher jp france easy jp france Jeez. without a doubt been a, been a horse and he, and i mean I I'd give him all the hardware if I could because I don't know where this team would be without him. Yeah. All right, position player. Who you got? This one's tough. I went with Chaz McCormick. I did but, too. But I but I wanted I wanted to give it to Tuck because <laughs> he's been yeah. so good. Yeah, he did a lot, but it's kind of hard to like. Chaz did something every game, and then he had that six RBI game, so. Yeah, I give it to him also. So there's the two I thought we had right. And let's do the rows, and I'll explain my guess, what you're going to do. Go ahead. So <laughs> I I tried to I tried to choose the rows that Rob would want me to choose so that he can't be upset with me because we no, weren't perfect. No. <laughs> because I, I did not have the proper opinion. So no, I picked pick, Martin Maldonado. No, I pick Martin y- Maldonado. No, pick Yiner. I know you want to pick Yiner. I Martin Maldonado. I'll tell you something, buddy. I think Yiner should win it. Yiner, but I no, Maldonado. No, 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 no. Yiner is your boy. This yes, by Yiner is Yiner's not Roseworthy. What? Yiner is. Yiner's too good. Yiner is not I the starting ex- catcher, sir. I expect Yiner Diaz to go out there and perform. Your tweets are that he's the backup. He, he's he is be the through. backup. He can't that do, be. That a, doesn't mean he's not the the better offensive hitter. All right, let me ask you this. I'm trying Basically, to tell you, I think highly of him. Well, I, everyone does. Everyone does. The only but people just that don't, he doesn't play that often doesn't mean only, he's not. He's good. The only people that don't are the Maldi truthers. Because they're like, nope, nope, he's not the catcher. If there's not anyone, yet. if there's anyone more roseworthy on the entire roster, it's Maldi. Because eighty percent of the fans can't stand him. Eighty percent of the people don't want him on the team. What? What? You, you know why that is? He's a black hole. He's a black hole. And you know why that is? Because if his name wasn't Martin Maldonado, you guys would strap him to a rocket and send him to the moon. If I if I took his name away, if I took the picture, if you if you if you didn't have machete with the with the you know, if I didn't have none of that, and I said, I'm gonna give you a catcher, and he's gonna bat 171, and his defense is gonna be average, and the team's ERA is gonna be average, you'd be like, this guy sucks. He threw Why a couple guys out the other day. Don't forget he, about that. He did, but but my point is is that it's it's not just that. It's not well, just my, that you gotta be able- My point, Tom, is you can pick Yiner for the Rose. I I'm, not even, to. I'm not going to argue with you. You can pick I, him. I I, that's to. what I'm saying. I know you're going to pick him, and I, I was going to allow. I mean, the guy, the I wasn't going to say anything. The guy had an RBI in game one. He had the walk-off in game two. He had a two-run bomb in game three. 
but but I was like, nope. That makes him a Rob- finalist for player of the series. That's I'm like, too, nope. he's too good to be a rogue. He's not roseworthy. <laughs> he's too good. No, but that's uh, what I I figure that you would give it to your catcher. I give it to my catcher, and they both win an award. See, no big I, deal. I, and that's why I picked Maldi because they go, see, I told you we were gonna get three for three. I ah. said two for three. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to get it because I thought you were going to pick uh, your boy again. That's I mean, why I was laughing. What 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 amazes me about that guy, and tonight, no different, right? Maldi gets ejected, comes in, and hits a homer. <laughs> like, he's just, he's so good offensively. And, and, and I mean, defensively, I feel like he can throw guys out too. He's proven it. He's got one of the fastest pop times in the league. You know, the minute Dusty gets over this whole he can't call a game thing, the guy is going to be your everyday catcher. There's just too much offense there for him not to be. Um, I really wonder, I really wonder what that is that he can't do as far as calling a game. Because that's what, every time Dusty's pressed, that's what he says. He's like, yeah. oh, he's the catcher of the future. But he's still learning to call a game. I'm like, what exactly does that mean? Yeah. Half the league gets their signals from the dugout, you know? So what, what does that mean? I'll tell you when I go to, when I'm at work and I apply for a job and you don't get it, they're like, well, it's because you don't do this. So you do that and you go back and you're like, okay, I should get it because I did what they said I didn't do. And then they find something else that you don't do. So you start doing that and they just look for a reason to tell you why you cannot get this job you want. And that's what it is. He's just telling you, how can he not call a game? I don't get it. I don't either. But that is that is Dusty's line. And he's like, as soon as he learns to call a game, which I'm over here, what does that mean? Like, like I get it. Maldi does all this research, and he kind of grooms the pitchers. I get that. But if the guy throws three pitches, four pitches, whatever, and you know they're using pitchcom. I gotta believe he can take one look into the dugout, get a half a signal, and then all right, boom, boom, put it in, and then send it out. And it it wouldn't be a thing that they couldn't do for him. Like what do the, what do they do on the games he calls? Pray? Like somebody's got to be giving him the signals. <laughs> so look, I was thinking about this. I was thinking, you know what? With this lineup they had today, imagine Yiner Diaz in there. Oh, it's it's all you would, I have, want. you would have Jeremy Pena or somebody like that batting ninth. He's good. He's a stud. It just, I mean, I, I, when I try to explain it to people, I'm just like, he's the starting catcher. I I don't know. I mean, it's just that's the way it is. This kid, no matter how good he does, he's not going to take that job from him. I no matter how much he deserves it. He's not going to take it from him. Yeah, but for me, that's a criticism. And and I know people don't like to criticize, criticize Dusty because he's a legend and because he's one and because he's a great guy and he makes great wine or whatever. But in the end, his job is to win ballgames. So I feel like every time you don't give your team the best chance to win, regardless of how good your team is, yeah, you're not doing your job. I mean, imagine I, if he's on the hot seat. And they're like, why isn't uh, this young kid catching? <clears throat> this guy has uh, like six RBIs this last series. And uh, Maldi went like 0 for 12. Like, why are, why are you keep putting him in there? 
I don't know. The thing that the thing that I think is interesting too is that Maldi gets a couple days off. Then guess what? He comes out and he hits. Yeah. It's it's almost like, hey, fresh Maldi can hit. One of the writers, <clears throat> one of the beat writers actually wrote that Framber and Javier prefer Maldi. Oh, they request them by name. Yeah, there you go. But they're having these historic struggles. And I almost wonder if it has to do with Maldi calling the game. I, I don't know, buddy. I hear you. I, I have you. no idea. It's it's a baffling thing. Like, there's not one fan out there. I love Martin Maldonado. But if you, if you <laughs> said which one of these guys should start, I would be like, Yiner Diaz. And if the whole pitching staff fell apart, then you'd be like, well, I guess maybe he shouldn't. But... Look at Framber. Look at CJ. The best pitchers, JP France, right now. Brendan Belak. I don't know, but that's a subject for another day, I guess. But anyway, don't forget, folks. Sunday will be Jan Presley, and I, somehow she's excited about it. That's pretty cool. Well, I hope not. Somehow, I hope she's very excited because yeah. we're very interesting. I yeah. am dying to speak with her. I tweeted it out. I can't wait to have her on the show. It's yeah. going to be so interesting. I'm dying to hear, and and maybe I shouldn't say it because because that you know I'll save it for you guys. But I have questions that yeah. I think are very interesting. I, I I'd love to know what her her pregame rituals are. I'd love to know how she handles the stress of watching her baby come out. You know when they when when they play her. When they play that song, you know, it's, reach uh, out it's... to us on Twitter, guys, or whatever. And if you have anything you want to ask her, I mean, like I, off the top of my head, it's like you you're on Twitter and you are very active on Twitter. Whenever I wrote her, she wrote me right back like she's on Twitter, you know, and. Uh, you know, when your son does something bad, it gets criticized by by people on Twitter. Yeah. You know, how do you accept that? Like that's your kid. Yeah, it's not Ryan Presley. It's a it's your kid. So uh, that's got to be tough. It's got to be real. Got... It's got to be tough to be Maldi's mother. <laughs> Something tells me she doesn't get on Twitter. <laughs> I got to know how many rings she had to get. I'm sure that that, that Presley ring that was out tonight. I'm sure it was a hot commodity in her yeah, family. She was at the game. Yep. Yep. And I told her, I told her we didn't have a, a game Thursday, but she says she's driving back home. Yeah. So I guess that's funny. Did she just go just to get the ring? That's pretty crazy. He could, I would he just got her one. True, but you know, probably I'm probably pretty good to be he there. Didn't even to pitch today, too. did he? No. <laughs> did you see the? Uh, I know we're just rambling now, folks. But if you guys know who he's been on the podcast before, but. George, Astro Fan UK, he's in town. This guy's eating at breakfast spots I've never heard of. He oh, he's a head, rock star. He was heading <laughs> over to Kobo's Q. He's taking pictures with uh, Altuve and Jordan and Julia Morales and uh, on Fox 26. This guy is a rock star. You said it exactly. Yeah. I mean, good for him if... if if you're going to travel across the pond to see a team you've never seen, I think the city of Houston did a great job welcoming him with open arms and like, you know, putting our best foot forward. They should. I mean, I mean, I think like if you're seeing this, I mean, MLB Europe even had a tweet that they put out, like make you want to be an Astros fan. Just, just to see how gracious the city is. Well, with all of our rambling, 
You have about a minute and 20 seconds for your final thoughts. If you have any easy. Left. All right. Stroh's, Stroh's got a series win. Much needed day off coming up tomorrow. Uh, very, very intriguing Tampa Bay series. This team has struggled mightily, but they've got their best pitching rotation set up to, to face the Astros. Uh, they're going to be desperate. They're going to be hungry. So hopefully the offense, which did not have a great night tonight, will have a better night uh, this weekend. Uh, we have the game on Relevant on the PSF app. I'm sorry. On Friday, come check us out. Astros and aneurysms. Me, Rob, and Susie. We will hopefully be watching. Do we have Sunday? No, we have Saturday. Or Friday, Friday. We only Just have Friday. Friday? Oh, good. Only Friday. Um, Hopefully, we will be able to root on a win. All right. Well, that's all the time we have, folks. We appreciate you tuning in. And we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball.